they have the technology, they made a breakthrough, quantum computing. You can look at the weather on your lock screen on an iPhone. Are you kidding? They finally did it. Yeah. That was actually waiting for. Well, what is why was this even a thing? AccuSoft is a software development company specializing in document processing, conversion, and automation solutions. From out-of-the-box and configurable applications to APIs and SDKs, AccuSoft helps developers solve their document workflow challenges while saving hours of development time. Learn more at AccuSoft.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Stack Overflow podcast. I am your host, Ben Popper, joined as I often am by my wonderful co-hosts, Matt and Siora. Hey, y'all. Hello. Hi. We got a lot of news uh, this week. Uh, Let's start with the fun stuff. WWDC, Worldwide Developer Conference. This is a developer podcast. Did anything happen here, Matt, that is (laughs) specific to developers? Because a few things happened that are going to change my life. Apparently, I can take back my text messages and edit them. So... (laughs) Uh, that it seems like it's just going to cause a lot of divorce or something. I don't know. That just seems like <laughs> drama. Seems like major drama <laughs> will ensue. From that. The, there were a couple of interesting things that popped up, um, both relating to kind of like the average consumer as well as software developers. Right. I think the the most pertinent for software developers, one of the things I found interesting was passwordless logins. Oh yeah, I did like. Did that you one. see this? I so, didn't see it. I don't quite understand the technical breakdown. I'll give you my best guess and you tell me how I did. So it's called pass keys, right? Pass 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 keys, keys. I think so, yes. And basically what it does, it's kind of like the secure um, envelope enclosure that they do for face and touch ID. And they'll do this for you now. If you want to sign up basically for something with your Apple ID, they do like a spoof email. So you're not getting like tons of junk mail or whatever. So basically you go to a new website, you say, I want to create an account. And they say, you got to make a password. And you're like, oh boy. So you just say, you know, like, I want to do this pass key. And basically Apple will then authenticate with your biometric and they'll have like essentially like a, you know, a trust exchange with the provider. And so when it comes time for you to log in, the provider will say, check with Apple, Apple checks with the biometric and then you're logged in. So there literally is no password to steal, right? It, I think it's fairly similar to how OAuth works. Right. Yeah. Um, in the sense that, yeah, you're you're using your your Apple biometrics right. um, in, in order to gain that, which will help prevent right. with like phishing attacks, totally. social engineering. Um, if your password's been leaked, essentially, anywhere. there's some sort of handoff where they say to Apple, "You validate," and then Apple goes to the biometric on the device, mm-hmm. and that's like a pretty, you know, says, if somebody's stolen your face, you got bigger problems than <laughs> <laughs> yeah. them accessing your public. Yeah, account. quite a few tech companies have been going the like passwordless route. I think we mm-hmm. talked about this on a previous right. episode yep. before yeah. about like a lot. Of, I forget Ma- who it was. Was it Microsoft that was doing this? Microsoft too? and Google have both yeah. said recently yeah. Yeah. that they want to switch to passwordless. Logins. It's like one of those like big. It's like a climate commitment. They're like by twenty twenty five, there will be no passwords <laughs> anywhere in Microsoft. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, I guess inevitably with all things like we'll all get our comeuppance and something bad will happen and we'll be like, man, we wish we still had passwords, but. I forget them. I lose them. People who are a little bit older than me and my family are constantly getting in trouble with this and I have to help them. So Mm. the fewer passwords, the better, as far as I can tell. Yeah. I do wonder 
what's going to happen is deep face technology evolves right. and whether or not that is actually going to be something like, I mean, it is a little bit concerning. Right. I'm hoping that it's not an issue we're going to run into, but I think it probably will the be. deep face. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of other things as well that, that came about from this. Um, we have new M2 chips, which are the standard increase in performance. Pretty cool. If you're into that, um, Mac OS Ventura got announced, uh, they're also one of the things I, I think Apple are doing more recently now, which I, I find quite interesting, is they're using AI and machine learning to help solve some of the like hardware limitations that Apple hardware has. So, um, for instance, the the Apple Watch with they, which they have, which has got kind of like a track, some gyros and stuff on it, they're using it to try and analyze your um, the how the wrist moves in relation to your torso to help your running stride hmm. and like all these other. Things that I, I didn't would never have thought of right. that they're that, that solving with AI and machine learning. So it'd be really interesting to deep dive. I need that. that for my keyboard, so I have less like carpal tunnel. Like, tell me how to hold my hands; so <laughs> yeah. they don't hurt so much. <laughs> That's interesting. I would have never thought to like. I would have never imagined that AI and machine learning would be applied in that kind of way. Yeah, that's that's what I am curious about. Is yeah. to kind of like what. Because as we get more involved with like biometric information or all that kind of stuff, like how this is going to be applied in situations that we would have never have thought of. Basically. Yeah. You know, I think like the little sort of like improvements to user experience within the walled garden are where AI feels safe. And as Sior and I have discussed before, like once that gets out into the public, it's where it starts to feel a little creepy. Like I don't want you know, cameras everywhere looking at my running gait and deciding if they should yeah. sell me shoes or if I need to lose weight <laughs> or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but I think to their credit, you know, one of Apple's like talking points, and I, I think it's relatively true, is that they don't sell a ton. That, you know, advertising is not their principal business. Selling your data is not their principal mm -hmm. business. And so they can sort of focus on privacy as a value add and build some of their stuff with that in mind, which is interesting. That was another big thing that they hit on a lot with, with WWDC is is privacy was mentioned basically every five to 10 minutes <laughs> there as well. What, what are the other things that I appreciated? Um, so they actually implemented, I think they, they were made aware of some of the issues with the tile, um, uh, Apple tile that they have, which is a tracking tablet that they can put. You can put in your bags, everything else. Oh, the tags? But people are also using it for yeah, the air Yeah. Okay. I had a like I had a scary situation with one of those before where like there were a bunch of women, and I'm sure it happened to other people too, but who I was seeing was women on TikTok talking about how they were suddenly getting notifications through their iPhone that an air tag was somehow attached to them. Um, and a lot of people were finding them in their bags or like tucked under like their cars and stuff like that. And I started getting that notification yeah. too. And I was like freaking oh, out and so I never scary. figured out where it went. So mm. hopefully Yo. nobody was actually tracking me. Did it like ask you, was it like, do you want a pair or something? Because I think that was what Yeah, that's say. what it was. Okay, good. So that's like the stop. It was gap. something like, like that. you could make a mistake there and accept it or like. I mean, the really scary thing, and actually they did something about this, is like you're in an abusive relationship and I'm not, you know, like qualified mm. to speak on this deeply, but <clears throat> Apple did focus on this in WWDC where it's like somebody else basically has access to your device. And so they can make, you know, bad choices for you, choices that against your self-interest. And so then they would say like they would pair the phone and then it would track you after that, which would be like a nightmare scenario. Um, so they also announced something there where it was kind of like you can reset everything to sort of lock oh. other people out. Um, if you know, like without sort of it's a, notifying them, right? 
Oh, cool. It's a safety check for abuse survivors. Right. And it was specifically built for that use yeah. case, which I think is a good step forward in trying to alleviate some of the interconnectedness that happens yeah. um, when you're in a relationship with somebody. Right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, I know what the, the, the thing with the air tags was that it like notified you that there was one nearby you and that had been on your like person or close by you for a long time. Mm. And that was the thing. So it, it was like kind of weird. Like, is this a bug? Or is someone like legitimately trying to track right. people down? And a lot of times people mm. did actually find them like in their cars, under their under their cars, in their like bags and stuff like that. So right. I'm glad that they've figured out a way to kind of right. Yeah. Help Speaking of someone who loses his keys every day and like loves <laughs> my little tile, you know, I see the value there. But obviously, yeah. you know, building in safety precautions is important. Yeah, Matt. Anything else, developer specific? If not, I want to talk about the my favorite, the thing I'm most excited for, which is totally just consumer facing. Although I'm sure some cool AI was involved. You, you know what? You seem pretty chipper about this particular thing. So go nuts. The thing where you press on the photo and it cuts out a picture of your dog, and then you put that right into the the message. Oh, I mean, cool. what's yes. going to have the biggest impact on the culture? Obviously, that <laughs> going to make the most memes. <laughs> And cool tech for them to build that. Actually, I feel like the thing that's going to be the most impactful is being able to edit and unsend text messages. Oh, I know. That I, is mm. going to be so messy. It's, <laughs> like, it's overwhelming yeah. how messy that's going to be. Overwhelming. <laughs> like, whoa. Is there going to be an edit log? Like, can I go see what? Like, cause I'm gonna be like, you said that. And be like, I don't, it's not here. Like, <laughs> Unless you, you take, I said we're meeting at eight, not seven thirty. Yeah. I, I guess a lot of people are going to be taking like screenshots all the time because of this. But like, you oh, know how yeah. like on Slack or whatever, when you edit a message, it just says edited. I don't even know if it's even going to say that, mm, but right. like. No, this <laughs> is a, you, you make a great point. We need a version history. I got to be able to go in and see what it said before. Yeah. Cause yeah. otherwise, yeah, you're going to be like saying, oh, I said eight thirty, not nine thirty, Or no, I never. I didn't call you that name, you know, like you didn't, you're not remembering that right. And it's just like, people are going to be gaslit, constant gaslighting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh uh, my goodness. There was, there was one other really nifty thing that I found. Um, it, it was part of the iOS updates, but I really hope it makes its way to Mac OS. And that's essentially what they've done is when you're looking at a video or an image or something like that, you can actually drag on the video and pull out text from oh. that particular piece of media. And I'm thinking the, the amount of times I'm watching a tutorial and I'm trying to kind of like get something done and they don't have a code snippet there. And I'm like, oh, and I'm trying to like get all the curly braces and the syntax right. If I could just copy paste that from a YouTube video into my IDE, solve so many problems. Whoa. So, wait, so I'm really hoping it makes it. Is this like transcription or this is like they add the text and you can pull it from the video? How does this work? They do. The, they have the same thing with photos now too, right? Yes, Where correct. But now there's this is text in a photo. You can copy and paste the the text in. Hmm. Okay, but I'm continue. Continue your explanation. One. Yeah, I don't know this one. This is cool. Tell me more. Yeah, no, that that was exactly it. I thought that was that was really neat, and um, just in in terms of trying to do tutorials and that kind of thing. Really, really handy. It's not on Mac OS yet, but I'm right. hoping it's something that they move to it in the I future. I could see that being, yeah, really cool. If you're like, hey, I'm working on a function, you know, while you're talking and they can just pull it or math if you're trying to teach math or, Yo. the, you know, video and they can just like pull yeah. the equation or whatever. That could be super cool. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you're just on Slack and you're just like sharing your screen and like, you know, you, you don't have like, or if you're doing a talk, for instance, and somebody's watching the talk and they'll be able to kind of like pull code snippets from yeah. that easily. Right. Ah, 
yeah, lot, lots of cool things to happen from that. I was not thinking about like code at all when you mentioned this. <laughs> I was thinking about when I'm like on TikTok and someone is showing a bunch of like products that they use or whatever. Like sometimes mm. they'll have like um, text on the screen explaining something and I want to like copy and paste that so that I can remember to buy that thing later. And it's like such a hassle to like try to screenshot like perfectly. <laughs> So I can catch the name yeah. of whatever the product is. If I could just like copy and paste. You're, you're doing that tap thing yeah. where it's just like. Huh, huh, yeah, huh, huh. it's so frustrating. <laughs> but if I could just like catch it like that, that would be so easy. That make my life a lot easier. Uh, I wasn't even I thinking like about code and tutorials like at all. <laughs> Matt, this is something I wondered if you noticed because you brought it up. They had a new idea. I think it was on Mac OS for how to arrange all your windows. Oh. How to kind of like keep stuff to the side and then drag it back in which I thought actually was pretty neat. Like the way they sort of like dropped five windows to the side, you could tell what they were. And then I can switch between work and social media and, you know, uh, what are, that's really all there is in my life. But if there was a third thing, um, I, you know, I could cycle between them and stay focused on each one. Mm. Did you, what did you, do you have a thought on that? Yeah. So this, the, that particular piece of functionality is called stage manager and Apple, like yeah. it seemed to be like the headlining feature of Ventura. Um, I think it's it's neat. It's fun. I'm not sure, like, as someone with ADHD who has difficulty compartmentalizing <laughs> tasks and staying focused, I'm <laughs> wondering whether or not that will actually help me because it'll allow me to kind of keep everything segmented and um, right. isolated. So I'm hoping it's it's going to be valuable. I think it's going to be it's going to be something I'm going to try at least. Yeah. My friends and other people that I've seen, there seems to be a very mixed reaction on how cool this actually is. You're it like. Given that we've just given you the pitch, what are your thoughts? I haven't actually seen what this actually looks like, but I usually organize my tabs by theme, I guess you could say, anyway, um, mm -hmm. to help me stay focused. And like, if I'm working, I'll have all the tabs related to that specific task in like one window and then next task in another window just to help me stay focused. Um, does it work? I think so, kind of. I still did get distracted, obviously, but I'm interested to see right. how it how it goes. I feel like it's like a. It sounds like it's not that technologically like revolutionary, but I'm sure it could probably help a lot of people as far as like productivity goes. It's like one of those things that hmm. seems simple, but probably could have a big impact on people's productivity. Well, I was going to say they also showed off just sort of a simple thing within I think Safari now, where it automatically tries to group your tabs by work, you okay. know, cooking, you know, social, and then you can just sort of sort through them that way. So they're kind of taking exactly the approach you developed, trying to build that in a Safari, how well it works. If it's like done by an AI, I don't know, but uh, that, that seems kind of neat. Cause sometimes it's like, I, I do get to that point. I have 40 tabs. I'm just <laughs> exhausted. It would be nice to just be like, all right, show me the work tabs. Yeah. And then later I'll close those and keep open like the 17 articles I thought I was going <laughs> to read. I'll read those later. And then, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the only problem with that is that you're going to have to use Safari, which. Ooh, <laughs> I just thought about that too. Uh, yeah. I used to make a joke that WWDC was the only day of the year I ever, I used Safari to watch just live stream WWDC once a year. I dust off Safari. <laughs> give it a go. Um, oh, you know what they did? You know what they did? We're, let's just do the whole episode on WWDC. We got plenty of material. <laughs> they have the technology. They made a breakthrough. Quantum computing. You can look at the weather on your lock screen on an oh, iPhone. Are yeah. you kidding? Wow. They finally did it. Yeah. <laughs> the, 
That was what actually, were you waiting for? Well, what I is, have what, no why idea. Why was this even a thing? I feel like that's one of the things Samsung has had on most of their phones for like years now. I know. I saw that you can years. do like customizable, well, even more customizable screen savers and things like that and lock screens on iPhones, which again is something that you could always do, almost always do on Android. And of course, everyone is like, oh, you know, here comes Apple like catching up again. And they wait till they perfect. They always wait till they perfect. It, yeah. That's what they say. But it's like, it's a weather widget. This isn't that. What, how, what temperature <laughs> is it outside? It's not that time. You can now track Uber Eats progress on your lock screen. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> some of it, some of it was, yeah, the, the like live actions was kind of like some of that. They felt like it was stretching the functionality. Like, do I really care this much or whatever? But widgets are awesome. I mean, yeah, I do want to know the temperature and my next calendar appointment yeah. and mm. how far I am in my activity rings. Like, sounds great. And speaking of ADHD, how many times have you opened your phone to check your next calendar oh, event yeah. or check the weather <laughs> and you end up going on Twitter yeah. or TikTok or YouTube or something like that? So yeah. if you don't even have to unlock your phone to do all that, that should help, right? Yeah, definitely. I definitely, like, from an anxiety standpoint, at least, I know Sometimes when I go to just before I go to bed at night and I look at my phone, I'm like, oh, what time is my first meeting tomorrow? And then I open my calendar and then it like reminds me of all the other work stuff because it's just that context again. Yeah. And then I'm like lying in bed like I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> it's funny for me because I share and I, I have my, each of my sons has an iPad that's like theirs. And then I have my Mac and then I have my iPad and then I have an iPhone. But they're all my account. Mm-hmm. So mm. sometimes my kids will come to me and they'll be like, they'll be like, Somebody at work wants you to do like somebody at work has you to do this. And I'm just like, I know I saw that notification two hours ago. I don't, I'm not ready to address it. Like, let's not, you know, or whatever. Um, so you've got two little they, PAs like, basically. Like, they don't respond to Slack. Sometimes they respond to text messages and it can get pretty hairy because then I have to like jump in and be like, sorry, that was my kid. Um, but one of the things that really frustrated me about setting up a new iPad was it was not easy to just be like, this is a child's iPad, set it up for a child. And that's mm. one of the new things they added is like device setup for kids. Oh, cool. So once the new uh, OS comes out, I'm going to like reboot everything and just go from there. Um, Cause they have a lot of cool controls around like the amount of time they can use and the apps they can use and like, you know, tracking them in a way that's not too creepy. Mm. Um, so interested in, in doing that as a parent. Oh yeah. That's cool. I, I don't, I don't have children, but I would be increasingly concerned with them being online and how to like keep a somewhat walled garden around them yeah. so they're protected. And yeah. it's I don't it's I don't, that, that that genuinely scares me a little bit. Like how <laughs> how to kind of like keep them safe on the internet is um so like it's it's cool to see these kind of pictures coming out and something that a parent yeah. is genuinely excited to see. Yeah, I I don't. I don't admire, well, I admire you, but I don't envy you in any way, shape or form when it comes to that kind of thing. Um, I have, one of my aunts is a lot younger than my mom. So her kids are five and seven and they have like a Nintendo Switch and they're starting to get like, I think the boy who's seven has has some sort of smartwatch just so his parents can keep up with him. And like, just thinking about Mm -hmm. like all that stuff, with like what should they be allowed to use what should they be allowed to play and you still want them to have fun and like be able to relate to their peers but also be safe at the same time that's the hardest part that's the hardest part Sierra is they're like everybody else at school is doing Fortnite constantly and I'm left out and I'm like I'm sorry like that's not 
you're seven. Like, I'm not going to let you play first person shooters all night. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's not happening. Um, I can relate. Like I was the kid who'd never had cable TV and it would be like, you see that Simpsons episode <laughs> or you see this and that? And I'd be like, nope, I was reading books. <laughs> like I didn't see it Yeah, you know, or whatever. So like, I understand, you know, that part of it is hard being left out at school or whatever, but, um, yeah, that's like, I'm not going to get peer pressure into doing things that I used uh, to pretend to play chess when really I was playing world of Warcraft. So like mm. dad would come upstairs like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm playing chess, dad. <laughs> <laughs> he saw right through that real quick. But. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I was the same as you were, Ben. And like my parents were very strict about what we, not super strict in the way that we couldn't have fun, but they were just strict about what we couldn't, couldn't do. Like we weren't allowed to have like social media and stuff like that for the longest. Um, and I think now it's created in me this like resistance to like following the crowd <laughs> Cause like mm-hmm. I'm like super late on every trend. I'm super skeptical of everything. Like what's going on here? I don't want to do it just because everyone else is doing it. So that may be a good thing that you're right. like teaching your kids now to like, you don't that's have to right. do everything yeah, just because it's skept- a little yeah. bit skeptical. Exactly. That's, that's sometimes it's a good, th- good thing, you know? All right. Very cool. Uh, I was scrolling through everything that's new in iOS and just one last thing I wanted to shout out, which is cool. Kind of similar to the grabbing text from the video. Um, these are in beta, but, if you, for accessibility purposes, they will now automatically transcribe dialogues. So, for example, from a FaceTime call, if you're hard of oh, hearing, yeah. the person can speak to you and it will like write the write what they're saying oh, on the nice. screen, which I thought was a really cool use of that kind of real-time AI stuff. Yeah. Oh. And I think you can seamlessly switch between texting and then voice diction yes. as well, like transcribing when you're doing messages, which I find really useful. Yeah, for sure. Very cool. Um, Awesome. All right. This is a full WWDC episode. Uh, If you enjoyed it and you have something we missed or something you're pumped about, you'll let us know. All right, everybody. It is that time of the show. We're going to shout out the winner of a Lifeboat Badge. Thanks to Stephen Dosey, D-O-C-Y, for coming on, proving that a two-pointer approach works, a pair sum. All right, Stephen, we appreciate you answering this question. It's been up here for four years and four months, and now it's got an accepted answer, helping folks out. I am Ben Popper. I'm the director of content here at Stack Overflow. You can always find me on Twitter at Ben Popper. Email us with questions or suggestions, podcast at Stack Overflow. And if you like the show, leave us a rating and a review. It really helps. I'm Matt Kianander. I'm a developer advocate here at Stack Overflow. Uh, you can find me online at Matt Kander, M-A-T-T-K-A-N-D-E-R, on YouTube and Twitter. I'm Sierra Ford. I'm a soon-to-be developer advocate at Auth0. You can find me online, usually on Twitter. My username there is Sierio. That's C-E-E-O-R-E-O underscore. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.